where it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Sane. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. I don't know where they at. But let's get into some motherfucking shout-outs. It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. Here we go. Centauri Minor, he is our guest for this week. He is from Arizona, and he is from, uh, he is from the health profession industry. He's got a lot more to him, but he's got a motherfucking shout-out for us. A shout-out uh, today is to David Gerber of Novus Global. So David Gerber is my coach, and he helps me get through life professionally. Uh, man, I don't know what I'd do without him, so I thought I'd give him a little love today. Hell yeah. Right now, my dad, my dad's flavor, well, it's not of the week. Like, he does have people that he really looks up to. And right now, it's Les Brown. It's Les Brown. Les Brown and his motivational talks. If nobody knows, he is, I mean, this is not his claim to fame, but to me it is. I don't really know him that well other than radio and being married to Gladys Knight. And before the radio, I just knew that he was married to Gladys Knight. But good for him that he is a motivational speaker. He charges a lot of people money like Tony Robbins. I wouldn't know. I heard it from a friend. But here we go. Good shout out to David Gerber and shout out to our new guest, Centauri Minor. Let's get into some viral news. You got nothing on us. You got nothing. What the fuck happened? You know it. And uh, there's a lot happening. But right now, a lot of people are showing off that they got their COVID shots. Um, I know this is really personal, but who gives a fuck? Uh, You've heard all types of shit from me. Um, I got one of my shots. I will get my second shot, uh, I think, May 2nd when I come back. Moderna or Pfizer? See, that's why we're talking about this. Hell yeah. So Moderna, and I did not want Moderna. Um, Shout out to my homeboy, Justin Reese. He's the one that tried to scare me out of that. Um, He was like, your your blood can't detox on its own with that one, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I am not a health professional in the least bit. I have worked in health, but on the media side, on the marketing side, so basically whatever a health professional told me, I just marketed it. It's not that right. I knew it. <laughs> it's not that, like, I was like, right, you know what I'm saying? I say this joke all the time. It's not like I was wearing a robe at the Holiday Inn. I was like, you know, let's do this. Let's do this, Doogie Hauser. Not me. Not me, know how. And, uh, yeah, so I took the Moderna. My Many of my friends and relatives of different uh, – one of my cousins, she works for UPS. She took uh, – actually, she did take the Johnson & Johnson, and that's really scary, actually, because they've been getting blood clots, and they have to recall it, and I wanted to know your opinion on that. And um, if you have any knowledge, if you have any knowledge on the Pfizer, any of that. Yeah, um, so we were – technically, I was part of the, uh, the 1A group, even though – so, what was the I am not a physician. I'm not a practitioner. I yeah, we're – that's fine. I don't that. Um, I uh, do healthcare strategy, but uh, so I've been. I got my first dose. I think Christmas Eve of the Pfizer. Mm-hmm. So I've been fully vaccinated since the end of January. Um, on the Johnson and Johnson, you know, it's you know we joke among my friend group around just like kind of the hierarchy, if you want, of, of vaccines, which is like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. Um, it's kind of uh, kind of the low budget vaccine, if you will. And uh, I know I get jealous of people with the Pfizer. I always do. I'm like, damn it, that was the one I wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, from what from what I can understand about the J and J, you know, um, I, I will say this: there's a there was a great article in Axios about uh, how our brains just are really bad at assessing risk. At the end of the day, it's been six people that died out of however many um, millions of uh, doses given. Yeah, so one in one million. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the, the odds of it happening are pretty low, um, and it's still pretty remarkable given what it will do to um, to protect against the coronavirus. I think 
I think if I were if I were um, if I had kids or if I uh, was giving this advice to a spouse, I would say if you, the J and J is the only thing available, get it. I mean, get it. The odds of something happening to you are pretty low. Um, but I do think what the hard part is is uh, outside of just the vaccine and the medical pieces. How are people going to have trust in the J&J vaccine moving forward? And that's the hard part. Uh, the CDC, when they stopped it uh, or halted it for the week, I think that that signaled to folks that, hey, no matter what, <laughs> this is not going to be safe for me, which is not true. But uh, now now I think J&J just has a messaging problem uh, and a public and a public will problem. And that part is kind of scary because we need as many people vaccinated as possible. Do you, uh, I'm going to ask uh, a fourth wall question right now. Do you need the glasses? Do you, do you need the glasses? Because it's, like, really reflecting. So, like, when I get, like, uh, screenshots, like, for the marketing. Okay, great. Great. And if not, if not, if you do need the glasses, all I would I would suggest, actually, tilting um, your camera a little bit. Because no, I don't need glasses. Okay. I have to read anything. No, 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 you do not. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, unless you got like the outline just like all big, it's all good. And this is all candid, it's all good. Don't worry. I'm gonna look, okay, I'm good. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, that sucks. Um, and J and J is already sketchy. They're already a sketchy company. They've already gotten away with a lot of shit, Tuskegee, all that shit. They've always been a part of some conspiracy, genocidal. Freaking, uh, and, and, and you have to say that. Not, and this is not obviously the six people you said, so it's obviously not that, but they already have a really bad reputation. Right. For history, they already should not be operating anymore. They're like BP and oil. You know what I'm saying? Like, enough, like, uh, what, what's the, what's the other one? Exxon. Enough already with the oil, like with the oil spills and stuff like that. Go away. <laughs> go away. Yes. Exactly. So I am, I don't consider myself a conspiracy theory. I, I, I think if you, if you have just one, I, if you have more than one, that I feel like you are. Like, it's like, okay, now time for the tinfoil. Now go in the corner somewhere with Alex Jones and go talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, with the J and J recall, like I said, I'm, I, I feel I, I'm. I love my cousin. I hope she's okay. I hope everybody's okay with that. But you're right. I think um, when it comes to, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, come with me when to live, man. Like you got, you can't. Like you gotta. You like Axio said, you gotta assess risk. And like what's his name, Roman Pfeiffer from uh, Long Came Polly, you gotta assess the motherfucking risk. You gotta put your hand in the peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> the bar be. peanuts. You got to be able to do it, man. That's some pissy nuts, but it's all good, man. It's all good. Did, did they? Um, did the CDC? I haven't actually followed the CDC. Um, did they say it could go back? Did they? Are people going back to the J and J or not yet? No, not at all. And and uh-huh. again, I go back to sketchy because I'm not uh-huh. saying this is not true, but they did try to blame a manufacturer right before that, and uh, that that probably is true. But again, Johnson and Johnson is so big. So big, so too big to fail, too big not to lie. And I would not be shocked if that was actually a first cover, if that was a first cover up, and then finally it just blew over, the levy broke. Especially when you had, um, you know, Pfizer and Moderna that seemed to, I mean, there were side effects. I certainly had some side effects, but it was it was mostly just fatigue. But other than that, like, those have seemed pretty fine and legit. And you have out of the gate Johnson Johnson, which people were already skeptical about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they re-roll it out or what they do to kind of get the public trust. Or absolutely, 1918. There's just so many examples of where they fucked up, where they gave people um, what's it called, bacterial pneumonia and shit like that with their masking and with their vaccine. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I think I would have rescheduled even before all this news. I would have been like, uh, is there another one? Like, I don't like Moderna, but like J and J, I don't know about that one. 
Hey, I don't even like putting their fucking baby powder on me. Like, what the like, <laughs> I do fuck with their, uh, what's that shit called? Their bedtime lotion? I'm not going to lie. Fuck with that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the purple one, the lavender one, it's for babies. Like, you're supposed to, like, calm them down at night. It calms down fuckboys, too, guys. It's, it's fuckboy recommended. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, anyway, same old Biden, same old bidet. I had my first bidet when I went to the uh, Philippines. I never had water squirted up my ass before. Um, and I was very afraid of it. But there was no toilet paper. We were in this. What you do? Ass. What did we do? Oh, the bidet was there. The bidet was there. And we were looking at each other, me and the bidet. And we were just like, okay, well, this, I guess this is going to happen. This is <laughs> 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 I was like, can't avoid it anymore. Time, time, the time is now. The time is now, and I loved it. I loved it, man. I was, there was. I don't think I ever felt more clean in my life. I was like, oh my god. I was like, I got back to the beach. I was like, oh, I can do it. Everything, man. I can do a backflip now. I can. <laughs> so I say, say. So now it was one of the episodes a few years ago. It was called same shit, different bidet. And I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I don't like Trump, but I feel like I voted for a blue Trump when I see stuff like this, where he's keeping the wall, he's keeping the cap on refugees, he's still got motherfucking cages. Um, I don't even know what he's doing differently. He's still keeping the moratorium on um, different, uh, well, they don't like to call it this, but it is a Muslim ban. And they they targeted certain African countries that have a lot of... And to me, I've always said this, there's not a religious state. There is no such thing. But there are states that have a majority of religion, and most Muslim, actually not even. That's actually inaccurate if I would have said that. Most African nations are Christian, actually. Right. Um, so there are Muslim, there are heavily dominated Muslim areas, in, but it's a huge continent. Of course, there's a lot, lots of shit going on. But uh, – it sucks. So how do you feel about that? I, you don't need to tell us who you voted for. We're, we're no, no, no. I've been uh, very candid about my journey. Um, so I was a registered R up until this election. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah, totally fine. <laughs> um, well, I have to say that, unfortunately. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I was an R, but I never voted. Like, I was also a never-Trumper. So I voted for Hillary the first time and then Biden the second time. Um, My rhino! Yeah, yeah. And then I then actually I did uh switch over from uh Republican to Independent uh within the last few months just because I was like I can't I can't have my name associated with this. But that's a that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um as it relates to immigration, you know, immigration is and everyone says this is Oh, and you're in a hot state for that. You're in a hot yeah, state. Yeah, uh, and I'll I, I will preface this with I know this is a cop out, but I will say I do think um it's a very, like, it's a complicated issue. I also think that Biden's in a very, very tough state in that, um, you know, you and I were talking about who you would have wanted to vote for. And I think uh, there's a lot of folks on the left that are very much aligned to more left-leaning politics. And so he's in this place where he has to kind of unite folks. So he has to be as centrist as possible. And in that, he's probably alienating the folks that really were already skeptical of him. And they're now saying, it's just the same old shit. Um, it's hard. I, I mean, I'm in a, um, I'm in a, I'm in Arizona, so immigration is a big, uh, big topic here. I think for a, a state, for a country that is um, not having kids, so I mean, the, it's not like our population is uh, exponentially increasing. So where do where do we get young people from? Where do we get talent from? Where do we get people to do the, the work here? It's immigration. Um, if you grew up in Phoenix, like I did. I mean, it's. Uh, I think. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you the year, but essentially in the next 50 years, Arizona, uh, Phoenix especially, will be uh, majority Latino, right? So we will be a majority minority state, which is such a... That was, com- that was coming. 
Yeah, um, and I think it's exciting. I think it's uh, it's too. absolutely. It's, it's something that the Americans need to realize. Like it's just here. I was uh, I was telling the story on Monday actually because a good friend of mine she runs a um, she runs a nonprofit where it gets uh, more uh, Latino parents um, and folks from the community ingrained in education policy. So if we're trying to figure out <clears throat> how to make education inclusive and what works for brown and black kids, brown and black families should be at the forefront of that, right? Um, and so she and I were talking on Monday, and I, I was. Um, I remember I was director at this uh, venture philanthropy firm, and I was doing a presentation on education and investing in education. And one guy in the audience, this white dude, um, stood up, and you could tell, like, this is the state of our country because he felt emboldened to say this. And, like, in a large he was like, how much of Arizona's education issues because of, we have all those um, – did not say immigrants. He did not say uh, minorities. He said a big word. Yeah, we, we get that, right? We're, we're the, we're, and we're the Mad Libs. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's doing Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Mad Libs. And I, I was like, sir, like, regardless of if you hate the fact that black and brown kids are here, um, they're the next workforce. They're the future of the state. So the best thing that we can do is make sure they have the best education because these are the people yeah. that are going to you're going to work for, they're going to work for you. It doesn't matter if you'd like the fact that they're here or not. They're here. So let's go for it. Like, let's get after it. Um, and that's how I feel about this immigration policy in, in the United States. It's, I think there has to be obviously some checks and balances and uh, ways to just kind of know. I, I definitely want to know who's coming in and out of the country, regardless of where you're coming from. Um, um, and I think that they, we should be much more, um, I think we should just be much more open and very much candid about um, and realistic about, like, a bunch of people coming over from Mexico. Let's figure out how to do this right. Like, let's not say there's a wall. No. We know we can't figure it out, so, like, let's make a policy to make sure that it's okay and it's equitable and everything's good. Um, and I do think Joe Biden is going to have a hard, hard time getting – Yeah. Um, yeah. The next, even the next five of them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a – it's such a a hot a hot topic, but to your point of just just that the next the next five presidents, I do think it's generational. Like you're going to get a groundswell of voters that are just like, what is like this is not the right immigration policy. This is what we want. Uh, my little brother's 22, and once like they're in power, it's like yeah, this is it's crazy to think that this was something that you guys were talking about in 2021, right? Um, but I do think right now it's going to probably still be status quo. It's a long way of saying like I think he's in a hard place. I don't think he'll change much. I think he'll get a lot of pressure from the left, but he'll just have to say, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, hell yeah. No, you touched a lot, and I, I'm, I'm very appreciative over that. Um, even though if I would have voted for Bernie, I don't think that he would have been great for immigration. I think mm-hmm. I would have been very happy for him to be president, but that definitely would have been one of his weak spots. Um, I okay. think I think the, um, I think foreign policy he would have been weak as well. Um, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a perfect president. I think the perfect president, though, I know a lot of people disagree with me and there's a lot of stuff I disagree with him. For sure, but my favorite president is Obama. Nobody, that's no, that's no okay. secret. And to be honest, his foreign policy is the one that I agree with the most. He inherited a terrible foreign policy from Bush, but he still knew that he had if he if he ran a platform that he had to run in the middle, and he really was a moderate. He, to be honest, he was he never was liberal. Never was. He was always against like gay marriage. He had to be he had to be he had to be progressed by the progressives to be more on DACA and DOMA, which I'm for. I'm also a lot aligned with you, actually. I I think everything you said I agreed with because I do not – okay, so in a perfect world, just like with guns, I think if we started at zero, year zero, 
like when we came to the United States, when we settled and we stole this land from the natives, we should have said no guns, no guns, constitution, no guns, blah, blah, blah. Instead, we made it a fucking one of the 27 amendments. So we can't reverse that. We can't, especially your state, we can't reverse that. So bear arms. I'm all for a second amendment. I'm all for now, but, but I am for the second amendment though. Like that means more, more in black and brown people's hands. That's, that's real second amendment. Malcolm X type shit. Like, then arm us. <laughs> it should be illegal for us not to have arms. So right. that's there's there's triple the guns of people in this country, and yet oh, only Chicago and Baltimore got guns. Get the fuck out of here. Right. So anyway, right. <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to rant on that. But um, when it comes to immigration, I do not at this point at this point in time we don't live in a utopia. I do not feel that we should be borderless. I do. So that's why I'm going back to Obama. He his solution, which it might not even be. But I, I think it is, is that you have to put and fuck the wall. You have to hire more judges, hire more lawyers, hire more caseworkers, hire more social workers. You have to just fill that shit up and get them out. Get them out. Yeah. Like, and again, honor Doma, honor um, DACA and Dream. No, not Doma. Sorry, that's a, that's a different one. DACA and Dream. Um, yeah, again, forgive me on that one. That was a totally different law. That was for the, the estate tax for the gay and lesbians. Um, and it basically made um, uh, freaking gay marriage legal, basically. So, again, different law. But DACA and DREAM, I'm for that. So I want to give amnesty to those 12 million um, Americans, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I definitely think that there should be a lot of reform. Bush tried to – their own party member tried to reform it. And they ditched on him, George Bush – they ditched on him. So, like I said, healthcare, all those hot topics, to sum it up, it's going to take a long time. And you're right. It, it's going to take places like Arizona. It's going to take the whole America to have a lot of Latin and a lot of immigration. And, and to your point before, this country would be shit if it was just homegrown talent. And what the fuck is homegrown talent? Most of us are, like, second and third generation. So what the fuck is homegrown? That Like, you're not really homegrown either. You're technically immigrant talent, too. You're and you're technically outsourced talent as well. So I don't get why, why people are like that, entitled and emboldened, like you said. I don't um, – I think it was uh, – where was I? I was sitting at a fundraiser for the senator, um, and we were having this conversation around – when you think about, like, the, the top surgeons in uh, – in the United States, those are at Cedar Sinai and Presbyterian. Like the top people in the United States are from Iran. It's like that person didn't come from Kentucky. Uh, that person wasn't born there. You that's need a good. That's a good point. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's a good point. Our best one is Ben Carson, and he thinks that the fucking pyramids are silos. <laughs> so my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's our homegrown talent. Yeah, that's our homegrown talent. <laughs> this country is. Um, this country is powerful because of immigration and. Um, I think people want to lean on the, the right type of immigration, the right type of people here. But, no, there's uh, there's talented folks from everywhere. Um, and I also think it takes, uh, with with many of these social issues, just being ingrained and knowing the folks. So there are plenty of people I grew up with and went to school with that are – they were not born here, but they've been in the United States for most of that. They came over when they were three or four. So they're they're Americans, but they technically are not legally Americans. And then, Some of the families don't tell them until they're adults. Yeah, yeah. They, they have no idea. They've got – it's that part. That's part shitty. But it's right. also shitty as hell. Yeah, you grew up here, but you're not American. It's like, no, come on. That person. Oh, just, oh by the way, when you see ice run, what? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. You didn't. <laughs> 
Uh, right, end up on Orange and New Black. Like, damn, no, 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 Diana, no. Uh, but no, I'm glad. No, and I'm so happy that, like, you, again, I'm so happy that uh, we, we got connected on this because, uh, no, you're a great person to talk about these topics. And, uh, and no, I'm glad that that one. So let's get into some music news. What the fuck, fuck. Did I? All right, hear? this is music news. It wasn't that much because we had to go to we had to like recycle some shit. Fire festival. They're doling out the cash right now. There was a lot of people that were very disappointed with Ooh. their cheese sandwiches. I don't blame them. They yelped it out, and uh, and so white people they don't just they don't just yelp. They ask for help from their lawyers, and they oh, definitely they got go it. after folks. Oh yeah, man, my dad is gonna get your ass. Right. <laughs> Pull out that polo, pull out that polo, and a little sweater, and be like, I don't like you doing Have your, no, not get your, have your ass. It, ain't no, like, black people be like, oh, get your ass. No, white, white people be like, my dad's going to have your ass. He's going to have your ass. You know about that. We heard a lot of that in Indiana. Oh, my God, man, those fucking rich fucks. But it was great. But anyway, so they're going to get that cash. Those millennials that were very disappointed with those cheese sandwiches. They, um, yeah, man, uh, lawsuits. And you and you said in the pre-meeting that you saw it. It was a great doc. Had, talk about there, it. You know, so there were two Fire Festival documents. Docu- uh, right. Hulu and Netflix. Hulu and Netflix. And that was, was that 2018 or 2019? It dominated, like, our group chat for, like, a month. Just right. every day you'd be like, oh, my God, did you know that this happened there? And just What people fact, would do for a bottle of water, man. God. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, just the fact that they were able to, what's the guy, Billy? Is that his name? Um, yeah. He was able to do that many people. And the fact that, like. And Jamal Atkins, don't forget about Ja the Icon, Mr. Oh, Bush. oh Ja Rule. <laughs> Queens. Oh, Queens in the house. Queens <laughs> out of the house. Ooh, that was just, oh, gosh. It was, I'm not a skeptical person, but I, I think, like, there were plenty of red flags for the attendees to be like, this doesn't seem like this is going to happen. Or like all the workers that were like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> but we just kept pushing through. It this was, is not a controller bracelet. This is it, not a construction site. What's going on? This is a, this is a zip tie. Are they trying to fucking, are they trying to oh. kidnap me? <laughs> just looking there and getting out. And I remember in the documentary when people were like getting off the bus and they were like, oh no. <laughs> You're right. Both of those docs were great. I was like, damn, I already watched this, but oh well, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> If you got that kind of money for a festival, it's like, you're fine. Like, it's fine. You'll you'll figure it out. Can you explain to the audience what the difference was? Because they've heard enough from me today. Could you explain to the audience um, what uh, the difference is of the two docs? There was the two huge differences. Oh, God. I think it was I, – I can't remember. There was one that my was – My bad. Wrong question, man. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I do remember there was, like, a one standout part of the Netflix one that everyone talks about where the guy that worked for Billy, they didn't have enough water. Um, that's right. That's right. Almost, what was that, Dasani? I forgot. That was Dasani. I forgot what water company that was. It was I don't know. Was, <laughs> the water was like at customs. And Billy told the guy here, it was like, pretty much like, you need to go suck this dude off to get the water out. And the he guy, was a great teammate. Great teammate. Great teammate. The guy stone-faced on this documentary I was like, I can't believe you're admitting this. And he says, you know, I was fully prepared. <laughs> Yo, and he had a straight face and everything, like you said. I was just like, and it's also, uh, it's a. Great I had to rewind that part. I had to, and I'm glad it became like a meme and all that. It's it's great, it, yeah, it was legendary. It was legendary. Legendary like, TV. I'm fully prepared. Oh, it's so good. But I'm glad that people are getting. I actually not so getting too glad. 
it's good that those people are getting their money back. They they deserve to get their money back. Um, is that guy Billy? Is he still in prison? So I, you know what that that that's a great question, and uh, especially for a, a, an incomplete host like me because I did not do that research. Um, I don't know if he's in prison yet. I know that he was stalling. I know that he was stalling. He might not have ever gone to prison. So he probably did, but not that long for right. stuff like that, man. So he, to give a little more backdrop, he's the one that created the not created like uh, reappropriated metal uh, freaking because uh, they already had the black card and shit like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Metal cards, and he was convincing rich people to get on that scheme. And then he created a fake Coachella on like a on a remote island. The two key differences. Sorry, I, didn't, I thought you knew. My bad. The Fuck Jerry produced the other one, the the, uh, the Netflix one. The Hulu one wasn't produced by him, but he was heavily involved. The the um Billy was heavily involved ah. in it. Um, ja Rule was more in the Netflix one. It was pretty much everyone else but Billy was in Netflix. And then Netflix and nobody else, pretty much. Like, there was very few other um, of his executives and, and confidants and stuff like that in the Hulu version. But they basically jumped ship, and they were just like, yo, we're going to make money with Fuck Jerry, man. And Fuck Jerry was their publicist at the time. So, and so that. that's why they were heavily involved. So they basically were part of the production team. And they they came out with that orange um, freaking the same thing that they had for Black Lives Matter. They they oranged out, and it was a huge wave. And you know what's so funny? Even though I'm saying all this, I learned it all from the doc. I didn't even know any of this shit was going on. I had yeah, no I idea. And I'm in social media. I'm embarrassed. I was a social media manager at the time. I was a community manager at the time, and I had no idea any of this was going on. Maybe. <laughs> no idea. I- have the friends that would have been like the target audience, but I, I remember seeing the doc and being like, "Did you guys know that this is the thing that people went to a couple years ago?" I just didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. So R.I.P. to those people. So not R.I.P. But I would have been. To be honest, back to your point, you were like, "I'm happy." No, 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 no. I love when and I'm a millennial myself. I'm a millennial, and if I was spoiled like them, I would still feel the same way. I like watching them because. They will get the money back. They got that privilege out there. That's okay. Yeah, mommy and daddy will pay for another concert. They won't even sweat it. They'll be like, get the fuck out of my face. Let me drink my margarita. Fucking go to that concert. Get the fuck out of my face. So Uh there's still plenty of moments for that. Don't worry. Don't worry. But when they lose their shit like that, Oh man, it puts a man. It's like Robin Hood, man. It's giving it back. Giving it right back to the man. Like, give it, give it back to us, man. Cause like, they need to, man. They need to. That's the only trickle way to – the fire festival is the only way trickle-down economics work. That's the only way. You got, to, you got to let the shit come down for the bidet and shit like that. God damn. So uh, more serious note, RIP to – yo, there's too many RIPs on my damn show. Like I I, I should make that like its own segment. It really sucks. Um, Black Rob, like, whoa. Um, if you were listening to early 2000s rap – uh, he is from Buffalo. He was uh, he's a big East Harlem rapper from Bad Boy. Diddy did everybody dirty. Um, he basically only promoted him on one album. That's the that's the formula over there at Bad Boy. They only pretty much like stockpile the support on your first album. Whatever. There's all types of theories on that. So it's not like I'm right on that. Like a lot of people go, that's just how the music industry works. Like who gives a fuck if it's Diddy? You know what I'm saying? Like they all do it. Clive Davis. They're like, what's the point? Like why call out Diddy? I get your point. I get it. It still sucks. Especially when you do it to your own people. Give me someone besides Diddy that's like, I'm trying to think on Bad Book Mace. Like, who actually was successful? The band? No, not really. Yes, who the, the, yes Danny Kane, the band, Biggie. Oh, you know what? Mace, you know- Little Kim, Junior Mafia. Um, 
Mary J. Blige was there for a little while when he, they were on, um, uh, what was it called, Atlantic, uh, Uptown Records with Andre Harrell, um, 112. Uh, they had huge success. Yeah, they owned the 90s with rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably had three albums. You know, now I'm, I'm, I'm angry because you mentioned Danny DK. He did Danny DK and Dirty. They were so good. All of them. Faith Evans. All of them. All of them. All of them. There's, no, there's nobody that he – Carl Thomas, there's nobody uh, – What's the name? G. Depp. There's nobody that he. And again, he will. He. he not that like you know he'll ever be a guest here. Um, but like we were on Revolt and we were talking to him. He would defend it and be like, "Yo, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You promote the first album, and if they could get it going, blah blah blah." Aerosmith didn't start independently, and they're like one of the mega rock groups of all time. They didn't. They, first of all, they didn't become solvent until their third album. Oh wow! Third album. They were in debt, which is. The old model now. A lot of these SoundCloud people they they produce their own shit, which is the right way to do it. To be honest, right. the distributor you don't need all that. You don't need the middleman. Uh, so when you did need the middleman, they were jerking them. They were jerking them. They were putting them in massive debt, putting these these artists in massive debt. That's why there was a lot of one hit wonders because they couldn't afford to put out more hits. They couldn't afford to put out with the distributor and with the the big parent company Sony, Columbia, all these motherfuckers. Right. They were bleeding them dry. And so, like I said, Aerosmith took three albums to get out of debt and start financing their own stuff, financing, like, tours, financing merchandise, fan, uh, uh, being able to produce videos, which were huge in the MTV era, huge yeah. in the MTV era. So my point is, is that, yeah, my bad, Diddy, Diddy, I don't agree with his model. I don't agree with the old school model. I don't agree when he does it, I especially, and I know that sucks because black people, we have to be, like, triple times better and that sucks because, like, I still I, – I believe in, – in this one, it applies to Diddy. Sorry. I know that sucks because, like, you know, you should be able to make money the way you want to, but it, I, I, my bad, my bad. There's a special place in hell for you, Diddy. <laughs> hey, you're going hard after him. Okay. Yeah, my bad. So he had kidney problems, Black Rob. He had four strokes within the last a few years. And back to Diddy. Diddy came, like, late in the game, and he I guess he gave him some shekels. Um, he was living in a, an, an apartment with his friend. Um, I forgot where, but um, he was on dialysis. So uh, yeah, that's I, I, someone that had a number one hit. Like whoa, it wasn't a number one hit, but like it was on the top one hundred. I think it got like, it number forty three. I mean, it was huge. It was huge. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked he doesn't get enough royalties for that. Who knows what the percentage did he's taking from that? I know he does take a huge cut, but he also. Does, but again, that's his argument. He invests in them when they have nothing. When they have nothing, and he gives them everything. He gives everything you need to make the most successful album of all time. But he's like, but I'm the one. He's like, even though I'm not the one singing, I made it all. I made it all happen. So my bad. That was lengthy. What do you? So you you do know Black Rob? You're familiar with him? Are you familiar with any other songs? No, just that one. I remember freshman year we had a uh, a guy running for freshman class president, and he did a rap to like whoa. Who was it? Um, as his uh, as his campaign speech. <laughs> Looking back, I was like, that's pretty clever. But that song dominated my my, my freshman. Absolutely. Year. I don't know. I can name any other Black Rock song. Um, I know some. I know some. Uh, 24 Hours to Live. That's with DMX and The Locks. R.I.P. to DMX uh, last week. Um, he's got Don Espacio. That's with uh, Little Kim. Don Espacio. That's a good one. Um, yeah, so that, that was a good album. That was a really good album, Black Rob. So, yeah. Sad to see him go. Sad to see him go in pain like that. But I'm glad that you know he's not in pain anymore. Kidney failure is terrible. That's you're in the health professional uh, profession, and that that's not the way to go out. Do you? We knew about this, and you and I are into the arts. We love the arts. Um, 
we and even at DePaul, DePaul had a very. I'm giving them credit for that, to be honest. They had a great theater department. They had I was I was in that. They had a great media fellows department, all that good stuff. So it led it led to even more uh, appreciation for it. U.S. box office, including Canada, plummeted 86 percent, and that's the industry that I'm in. I'm in media. And I'm not gonna lie, man, it's hard. It's out. It's hard out here for a pit, man. It really is. There's no money for merchant. I mean, for branding. There's no money for sponsorships, partnerships. I'm sure it's on the upswing right now. I'm sure, like right now, it's just starting to butt up because a lot of things are opening up. But um, no, 2020 was definitely not a year for movies, for television, for concerts, for music. It was not their year. Definitely was not. Definitely not the people that should have been making money. The, maybe like the Bezos and all those motherfuckers, like the top heavy guys, they still made money. But the people like working at theme parks and all that type of shit and, and sports venues and all the little people, all the, were considered little people, they didn't get it. They got fucked. They got screwed. Yeah, the box office piece. That's, um, so I sit on the, uh, the, uh, the Phoenix Film Foundation board. So uh, movies are my thing. Like I, I'm I, pretty much every podcast is around this. Nice. Uh, at the height of it, I would see three movies in the theater every week. So, oh hell yeah, you're my oh you're my type of guy, man. Hell yeah, I, I'm always in the movie. And now that things are back open, I'm back into movies. I'll go see one uh, today. Oh yeah, I want to go back to the theaters too. There's nothing like it. There's nothing, and there's nothing like getting like crowd reaction too. Like, there's eat, nothing like, like yeah, the, uh, nothing like I was thinking the other day because I like I was watching it at home. It was like when I saw Avengers Endgame and like the last battle scene when you when you hear. Uh, when you hear him say on uh, on your left, the the audience went fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Or when uh, when Captain America could use Thor's hammer, like that was insane. Yeah. Having to sing like that at home, like it's like okay, it's great. Like those are great scenes, but yeah. getting hyped by the by the by the crowd is um, is amazing. But I, it's it's showing how much. I mean, I think the home experience is fine, and people have to do it because they were you know sequestered and and. Um, mm-hmm. and but there's nothing like a movie going experience. That's why I loved it. It's uh, it's also the one place I usually see movies uh, by myself. So it's the one time where I can just leave my phone in my car and then for two or three hours, no one's. That is the it. best. That is the best, actually. I love leaving my phone off for movies. It's great. And it's gonna, but you see these big national brands, AMC's. Uh, oh, there's such trouble. Rob, but Robin Hood keeps fucking them up. Yeah, it's just, it's just hemorrhaging, and uh, I don't know if they'll be able to bounce back and return. I don't know if it's going to be just some mergers and. Um, uh, of, of these movie theaters. I think also I was reading recently about just now that um, I didn't know this about like uh, theater and like Broadway plays. You actually don't make money unless you're at 70% capacity or above. So it's like, yeah, we can reopen and limited capacity, but that actually doesn't help us. Like we will still. Yeah, it's, not, have, it's not sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so that's really, that's, that's, I hope that um, the arts can, can regain and, um, and get some traction again because what we found is that arts and culture is what kept us alive during the pandemic, but it was the biggest thing. Depression in every era. So, yeah. And that's why and that's why entertainers get twenty million sometimes at the, at top salary. Athletes right. get thirty million, fifty million sometimes because we can't live it without entertainment. We can live without eating sometimes, but we can't live without entertainment. My um my buddy did a concert last last week actually. Same guy that did the the, the freshman year speech. Uh, <laughs> he did a concert last week because he uh, he was fundraising for um, an art center and he talked about the arts are something that people see or just it's, it's, people discount them so much and say that they're unnecessary even in in education, right? So I know, so uh, sad, so sad. Focus on STEM, but like what got you through the pandemic? It was art. It was well, they have STEAM now. They they include the arts and STEAM. Yeah. 
now now they do steam, but it's like it, we've been so uh, shitty as a culture to just kind of dismiss it and dismiss it. Is it. Shitty. I mean, it is it, shitty. It's our livelihood. So I'm hoping that uh, movies come back this year. I've seen. Um, they will. They absolutely will. Yeah, yeah. They've. Um, I saw. The, I I know this is. I should be highbrow, but I love like I love the Fast and the Furious series. Like I, I do will, not. I do not. But now I will because I'll see anything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will go. I will. <laughs> no, I'm fan now. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have a new trailer out. There's a good a couple of things. Right, bring now. five more now. I, I wanted it to end now, but now <laughs> bring, it on, bring it on. Bring them on. Bring them on. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a lot of money lost. I don't. I don't know how um some of these big these big theater companies are gonna regain that traction, but we'll see what uh, 2021 brings. They will. They will. 9-11, the Great Depression. A good example, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, he's one of the people, I'm not saying he saved people's lives. I wouldn't go that far, but like he definitely took a beautiful, that is a great example. And you're, and I'm glad that you're a movie aficionado so I can mention this. Uh, Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful with uh, the Italian, uh, the Italian version of the Holocaust, or I mean, in the lens of the Italians. Um, yeah, basically, uh, even though, I mean, spoiler alert, even though tragic things still happen in the movie, um, and he took his, sometimes that's all it takes. It takes like, bringing people to a fantasy world to take their mind. And I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't face reality. That's not good either. I'm not saying, like, it's a healthy balance. But, because, um, yeah, you'll just be asleep for most of it. And to be honest, you're already asleep a third of your life. You don't want to just be, like, you know. In, and, yeah, even when it comes to recreational drugs, like, all that kind of stuff, you, you still want to be present. Life is still beautiful. But there's still great, great moments like that to be um, swept away, to be swept away by entertainment. And I'm not gonna lie, it hurt my heart a lot. That uh, not just as news, but um, how I make money, how uh, I I live and breathe it. I live and I love the arts. I love even like I grew up on show tunes, um, King and I, uh, South Pacific, all those type of things. Um, And I love Broadway. I love I love Rent. I love the Book of Mormon. I love I love the Scarlet Pimpernel. I love, I love all that shit, man. I love all entertainment. I, I even love YouTube. I love all that shit, man. And so, like, when it takes a hit, I take a hit, man. I'm not going to lie. I take yeah. a hit. I've been, like, less inspired and stuff like that. Maybe not for this platform, but, like, you know, sometimes for my IG stories, like, it's just not as fun, like, being in this, like, Cloverfield type shit, man. It's not. I need to be out there, man. I need to be in the mix. Are you guys so you're in New York? Are you guys are things open there? Not like fifty percent, like not not much. And like okay. the things that are open, it's like a joke. It's like, um, like they're either like being irresponsible or like they're being too cautious. Like the like the the outside things, like they're like kind of like a bubble, like to eat outside. Which I get it. Like if you're like um if you're in the restaurant business, which really got hit hard too. Like wow. I'm pretty sure it's the same numbers, if not worse. Um. But when they think, but like to be honest, is that safe? Is that safe? Like, what if somebody has COVID in that like fucking eatery thing? Like, I don't know. Like, like you said, assessing risks. Like, we suck at it. We don't. Like, that makes total sense, Axios. You hit it right on the head with that shit. God damn. But anyway, I don't want to harp on this too much. I'm glad that you're going back to the movie. So am I. I'm sure that it'll, again, it'll still be a risk. I'm sure it still won't be as sanitized as it should be within like the next two years. But like you said. We have to innovate. We have to innovate. The people that will um, take the brunt of this, unfortunately, will be the ones that were like uh, small spotlight films. Um, like you say, uh, off-Broadway plays, they're the ones that are going to be hurting. Those are the ones that are not going to be funded. And the mid, the, the big majors were the ones that did follow that, that, that Hollywood platform. We don't do it like Belgium. We don't do it like Bollywood. We don't put um, – actually, Bollywood is more like us, my bad. Belgium, um, the European model, we don't do where like we – a BBC, we don't tax – 
the the, the, the nation, and then you know that's right. that's where we get our state right. sponsored. No, no, it's all capital, and it all trickles down. It's all if Beyonce don't make money, fucking what's her name? Uh, with somebody on her label, uh, my my, my homegirl. Uh, damn it, I love her too. Uh, Flo Millie, Flo Millie ain't coming around an album. <laughs> Flo Millie. Beyonce's got to make money first, man. Rihanna's got to make money first, man. And then you can go make your money. If you want to go make um, Minari, no, you can't make that until Ben still makes his money, yo. He's got to make that Batman money, yo. Got to make that. That's how it works over here, unfortunately. Minari, amazing, amazing film. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It's definitely a contender. It's definitely a contender. Um, I, did I No, I didn't like it better than Parasite, but I definitely liked it. Um, and I definitely think the grandmother deserves it. The grandmother, she's won BAFTA, and I think she won a Golden Globe. I think that she deserves it. And I love, uh, I love, uh, what's his name? Is it Glenn? Glenn from uh, Walking Dead. I forgot his name. He's so great. He's a good actor. He's, he's he did uh, he did something uh, called Burn. Actually, that was a really okay. good movie. Okay. Um, that's a Korean film. That's in subtitles, and that's a good one. That's a good one. There's this guy that's like infatuated with his best friend. She gets with. The, uh, damn, what's his name? Let me <laughs> let me not do him dirty like that. Let me not do him dirty like that because he is a good actor, actually, and he's nominated. He's nominated. He's up for Academy Award. Good for him. Did you um, Did you see uh, Malcolm and Marie? Yes, very toxic, but I liked it. But I, but I'm toxic, so that's okay. Like I, I can deal with that. <laughs> you know that was a that was a movie shot completely uh, during the pandemic, right? And yes. They did- yes. They made the precautions. I liked it. I, I went in thinking I would like it a little bit more. Um, it was a great, great film. I think they're great actors. I think. Yeah, they, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a great. That was a great film. But it was also interesting to see like how you could do that just in a house, probably with a limited crew. Um, so people did innovate during the um, during the pandemic and were able to put out a really good product. I, I like the movie. We all do. We all do. Like, we don't like to be inconvenienced. No, no profession, no industry, no trade likes to be inconvenienced. But um, and I mentioned this before, David Lynch, um, that's his name. Yes, Mulholland Drive and Twin Peaks. Um, great, great products, great products. And he embraces, embrace. I think uh, Martin Scorsese says the same thing. He embraces low budget. He likes it. Mm. He, he likes taking those projects because when he has those limitations, he doesn't feel. He feels even more, like you said, emboldened. He feels more encouraged to innovate. He feels like if I, yeah, if, like you cut the budget here, you cut like that's better. Sometimes we have too much. Sometimes when you have the abundance, like you don't know what to do with it. You don't know. Right. You get duds like John Carter. You get like shit like that when you have too much fucking money. <laughs> right, I don't know why that came to my mind first, but sorry, John Carter. That's a great book series, but that fucking movie sucks. Sorry, Disney. Not sorry. Anyway, let's move on to actually right. And this is supposed to be the fucking. Uh, music portion but it's a cool i did that on purpose it was supposed to segue so it's all good and that's great that you're because you're such a great film guest so that's why that happened Ever i'm drawn to just as a people person. it does what the fuck did i watch i'm only trying to uh go this along because uh my man Centauri's a busy guy man he's a he's a he's got his fitbit he's got his fucking he's got his uh fucking eye watch man he's, he needs to work out man he needs to work out he's get <laughs> he start his arizona day so let's get through our movies and then we can get to the interview portion um, documentary on HBO, uh, Tina Turner. It's based loosely based off the movie, which obviously based off her story, her tumultuous relationship with Ike Turner, and then how she revitalized her career at a late stage in life, but still became a megastar. Basically, arguably the first female rock and roll star. Basically, like you know, a lot of people will argue that, but I think she is. She's 81 years old now. They came out with a beautiful documentary, covered so much about her life, things that I still I didn't even get from the movie. And right. from the play that I saw, which was, again, very um, endorsed by her, very 
to the point with her. Angela Bassett was. Uh, in, uh, have you seen it? Are you interested in it? Do you love? Teenage I can't, I have not seen it, but now I will probably watch that today. What is it on? Is it on HBO? It is on HBO, and it's very well done. Two hours, well worth it. You will. You want more? Actually, you'll be like, damn, like this. Like I know it was two hours, but damn, like this was great, man. I love seeing it. I love seeing her. I love seeing her come up. I love seeing her story. I love seeing her spirit. I love how beautiful she is. I like seeing it. Even at 81, I know she had a little Botox, but she still looks great, man. She still looks great. I know, um, so what's love got to do with it? Focused a lot on her relationship with Ike. Does it, yeah, I, I actually don't know much about her outside of that. So I'm hoping that the documentary goes above and beyond that. Yeah, like, it does. It does. It does. It shows how they met in Missouri. It showed the, again, more detailed about the abuse straight from her mouth. So it makes it even more like, not valid, but like, just like more real in your head because like you get like, and she didn't want to like, no, no and there's no blame with that. A lot of like, yeah. it's not always necessary to bring back up. Um, I think it is for me personally, like for my own personal like life, but like, there's a lot of people that when they bring it back up, it, it just opens a lot more demons. And I think she's one of them. I think she's one of those people that lived through it and that's it. Like she doesn't need to look back, man. Her life is completely different now. Why do that? You know, it was really sad though for me. And I know it's like, it's like grow up and it's, um, to see her being walked out, and she said it. She said, this is a farewell to my music career. And I'm just like, damn. And I know she's 81. I know that, that makes yeah. sense. That's real. That's real. It's reality. But this woman was shaking at, like, 60, almost 70 years old. And to see, like, yeah. to see time just finally do it to somebody like that, like, but see her well, you're just like, damn, I'm never gonna see her do that again. I'm that like, damn, that, yeah. I know, it just, it just, and I, and I never really feel that about people, but I, for some reason, I felt that impact with her. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch that today. I, she is one of those people that, um, such a trailblazer, trendsetter, um, and I, what I do know about her life is really hard, like really, really hard. So I'm excited to, to see that. Also, it's kind of sad. Like, think about, think about probably for our generation, like when Beyonce, like when Beyonce's 81, and we're like, man. Oh, we're going to feel that way. Yup. Yup. Like, dang. Yup. I can't imagine. Yeah. So I can, I can feel that sentiment from you on, on, on the tuna thing. Yeah, because Beyonce, I, 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 that's a great example because when she's 81, she's not going to, like, just be showing up like Adele, like, going like this, like, you know, doing power ballads. No, she's done. She's like, no, my show is about, like, movement. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm not giving you, like, yeah. I never gave you that. <laughs> like I, I, I gave you maybe that like three times ever. That's not me. That's not me. So that's a great example. Tina Turner is a lot like Beyonce, and Beyonce is a lot like Tina. That's a great example. And they're both huge rock stars. Um, yeah. So yeah, not sad. Totally, it's a great story. I love it. And if if people have a chance, if it's in their city, or uh, if you want to catch it on tape or video, the play is amazing. And obviously, uh, Angela Bassett is, and she still looked amazing. That woman doesn't freaking get old at all. Um, she was in the documentary, documentary, and she's the one who blew up like J-Lo did with uh, Selena. Um, Angela Bassett was already on the scene. She still was an right. accomplished actress, actor. But uh, but that blew her up. That right. like made her a megastar. That made her a megastar. Lawrence Fishburne, everybody hated him after that. They were just right. Motherfucker, don't be looking at me like that. <laughs> Get your mushroom cut out of here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> right? And then even the memes where they show, like, you talking to Jesus, Tina? You talking to Jesus, Hattie Man? You talking to Jesus? Nobody talk, told you to talk to another man. Nobody told you. To, and, damn, you must really got a hold of somebody with a haircut like that, man. Like, yo, man, I, I would never let somebody with a haircut like that talk to me. Like that. The memes, though, are they're pretty good. They're good. They were good. They were good. 
So the last movie, oh not last movie, sorry, just two more. Made for Love is uh is a HBO Max original. There's a difference. HBO has their own originals, and then for their platform, for their uh, their OTT, they're over the table for those people that don't know that. That is the streaming service. That's HBO Max, and they have another original, which is actually doing pretty well. I love generate. I love Generation. That's a great. Uh, that's about the LGBTQ uh, community. Like that's a uh, high school life within that in California. It's very good. Uh, what's his name? Justy Smith is in it. He's the main character in it. The guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, the Get Down, all that good shit. Um, he's amazing. He's oh, Pokemon, the the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was in that though. He was in that though. I'm sure there's a lot of people who like that. But anyway, um, so they made a great new show. It stars Kristen Milati, Billy Magnuson, Ray Romano is the father. He's really funny in it. And it uh, to give a short uh, synopsis, this uh, young woman, she's married for ten years with this dude. They're a young couple. A uh, young married couple, and they're like kind of in the future, and they're basically like um, like the inventors of Google, so they're that rich, and so they they control all the tele. I'm saying they, but they're it's mostly him, and he controls all the telecommunications. So he's convinced the world that his chip is going to go in everybody's head, and so he's trying to get a prototype, and without her will, he puts the prototype chip in her head, and she uh-huh. and she escapes, and the, the the show starts from there. And it's amazing. I don't know why I was avoiding it. It's been out for a few weeks. As a matter of fact, it was episodic. They don't usually do that. They usually, like, let out the whole series, uh, especially with the streaming era. But they let it out. I did not see it week by week. I saw it when it, the season finale was, like, a couple weeks ago. So good. I, again, don't don't be a dickhead like me. Actually watch the show. The show was really good. It's called Made for Love. She is made for love. She's made basically manufactured for love. So this chip makes couples one. So, like, if you put the chip, and it's only made for couples, by the way. That's where they're, they're promoting it. You put this chip in your head, and you see everything that your spouse sees. And that is so fucking creepy. So creepy. And they basically, they, you get to see each other's dreams. You get to see each other's thoughts. You get to see each other, like, say, like, slide things behind people's back. Like, basically, like, that Mel Gibson movie or the Taraj P. Henson uh, version where, like, you get to hear people's thoughts and shit like that. Holy crap. So, yeah, I don't know if this was on your radar, Centauri, but it definitely should be. It's great for, so, can in that show, and I'll definitely watch, can you turn it on or off, or is it just, like, there all the time. Oh yeah, no, I, I thought I, you know what's so funny. I was watching and I've been pushing this show back. That I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna admit it though. I'm not gonna tell anybody because I did review the show, so I don't want anybody to know that I didn't finish it. <laughs> but I keep putting on the the, the the trade block. I keep going. All right, let me go find something better. So I did it again with this show, and then I'm like, all right, let me see Modern Love. I'm probably not gonna like this. I, I don't know why I don't think I'm gonna like it, but I don't know. I, I don't know why I didn't like her. I liked her in Palm Springs, but I was just like, she's gonna lead a show. Ugh, Chris Malati. Ugh, all right. No. Good. She's on the run right from the beginning of the show, and mad action, mad stuff happening, mad weird things happening. You're just like, oh, shit. It's really good. It's very good. Um, the last one is very subdued. It's a movie. It's called Land. It's with Robin Wright. She's a heavy producer in the game. She was also in Aquaman, House of Cards. Um, and like I said, she, she uh, along with uh, the disgraced – Frank Underwood, uh, Mr. Uh, oh, damn, I forget his name. I love him. Kevin as an actor, as an actor. What? Kevin Spacey. That's right, Kevin Spacey, Academy Award winner, even though Hurricane should have won. But, yes, he won for being a Chester in American Beauty. Uh, I love Kevin Spacey, but he's a little dirtbag right now. But his counterpart, uh, Robin Wright, she has a new movie out. And I will say this. 
Um, if you're not into cinematography, this ain't the movie for you because um, it's very, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Hallmark movie actually, to be honest. Like the kind of subject theme, she loses someone, she's grieving, she's in this really beautiful place, and um, she's like in a cabin, and I believe she owns the land too. I think she inherited it, and she has like a near death experience, and like she gains a relationship with the person that helps her out with it. So, but it takes a long time for that story to develop. So again, if you if you really want to see, let me see where it actually takes place because it's a, it's beautiful. I think it's like Montana or something like that. It's it's gorgeous. It's like how is she in it as an actress? Oh, she's wonderful. She's always great acting. Like if you're, yeah, no, I would never bank on her not being a good. She's yeah, no, she's a heavyweight. She's a legend. I love uh, Robin Wright. So I was not. It got a six point six on IMDb, rightfully so. Uh, Damien Bashir, the guy from Weeds and uh, Fidel, he played Fidel Castro in a movie one time that was really good. Kim Dickens, I believe she was on uh, Sons of Anarchy and a few other uh, programs. She's really cool. Um, where did it take place? Let's see where it took place. Yeah, see all the reviews say beautiful landscape. Right. Wyoming. A bereaved woman seeks out a new life off the grid in Wyoming. So did Kanye. But anyway, um, <laughs> but, but uh, no, are you a fan of Robin Wright? Are you a fan? Are, are you a fan of cinematography like uh, Roma? All of the above. I mean, Robin Wright. Is, she she made House of Cards on blog. Like one of the. I agree. I agree. I think with uh, people, thought, it was it was polarizing. Um, on opposite sides of uh, one way or the other was should she have been the main character final season? I was like I've been I was waiting that entire show for her to be the way the main character. She just um which is just a great actress. And then um yeah as far as cinematography I would I would see it because I I saw the trailer and it looked it looked gorgeous. It looked like it would take a long time to get through though. Um so I mean I, I just wrote it down to add on my list because again I'll see anything in a movie theater so I will definitely go see Land. Good. You should. Um, I didn't want to dissuade anybody from that. I'm not gonna lie. Like if you're not into, like if you're into fat, if your favorite movie is Fast and Furious, this ain't the movie for you. If you're into, if you're into things like what's a movie uh, with Bruce Dern? What was the one with that? Was that Wyoming? I forgot what that was. Nebraska. If you're into that type of shit, yes, then this is for you. Go Robin Wright. I, I like that she's diversifying her her uh, her real all good. Speaking of which, let's get into our guest, Centauri Minor. He is on the What the Fuck Did I Say portion. We will get into the brand of him. He does a lot of cool stuff. He's a lot – he's really – again, I, I always get people for my Instagram stories. He's really cool. He's, he's really cool on the social scene, and we'll get into that right now. Talking Steve, motherfucker! What the fuck did I say? Here we go. Again, Centauri Minor, at Centauri Minor, if you want to go stalk him somewhere um, and see him and his fitness journey with his friends and stuff like that. Like I said, we went to college together. And the thing that stood out to me, I know it's going to be weird, you were like the most stacked dude on campus. There was no, there was nobody with your body on campus, and you were like, you would go topless mad times. So like you yeah, showed probably, up, probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> like it's dude, so on, uh, I don't remember you with clothes to be honest. I don't even remember you with clothes. I was like, damn. Anytime oh. I went to your frat, and I was in a frat too, but like we were so frat. Um, Centric. We were the most Greek life. Actually, I think we still are. I think we're yeah, the most yeah. life centric in the whole United States, and it made sense. And dude, and you you threw great parties, and it, dude, again, I'm not the only one. 
Everybody was like, yo, Satari is like an Adonis with a body. It makes sense. If I, w- if I was in that shape, I'd be naked all the time, too. But, yeah, that, that's how I know you. That's how I remember you, at least. That's how you started off. Yeah. Uh, but before we um, before we, we started recording, we were just kind of reminiscing. Vincent and I are on, uh, on college, man. You know, it's, um, it's interesting to think about, like, the people that you're really close to, and I'm sure you see this, like, and now they're parents, and you're like, oh, I like I remember you. Um, and now <laughs> like a little one. That version of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, the, yeah, the journey from, like, I think it's been great to see everyone. And for me, I mean, for me personally, just the person I was at 20, uh, it's very different than I am at, uh, at 35. Rightfully now. so. Rightfully so. Right, right, right. Um, and my journey, like, since then, it's been, like, I mean, I'm sure you could tell this from from Instagram. I'm just really passionate about like social impact, and so I don't even know. I love it. I'm a fan of you on LinkedIn too. Like, I think you. I I, like. There's a lot of people that love to talk like me, but I but I don't mind that people talk or want to like overexpose themselves or like want to mark if they're putting out good shit. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was on a um uh, a thing on. Tuesday with like some young professionals and they were just asking me advice about um about some things and I was like your brand is so important and so um just getting yourself out there thinking about how you want to be known and being intentional about that is really important. I did a um I did a convocation address for the College of Integrated Sciences and Arts at ASU last year. Uh yeah, it was cool. And so I did like the top twenty things I wish I knew when I was twenty. Great and, college state you're in. Great college state. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh it was was, I thought it could listen that they really resonated with the students of like, no one cares. I, I'm trying to remember the list. It was like, no one cares how smart you are. Um, no one cares. It's how you can persuade a room. So like, just be, just be someone that's true. And someone that people want to follow and someone that can actually persuade people to do something. Other than that, like, it doesn't matter how, I mean, I think that was a, that's always a hard lesson, like being a smart kid and then going into a room and be like, no one cares. Like, no one yeah. cares. Um, and that's how populism always takes form, man. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah, just be charismatic, as charismatic as you can without being a sociopath. Um, <laughs> very hard, very hard uh, to do. Very hard to do. <laughs> very, very Take it from me, folks. Take it from me. What else is on that list? Like your connections are everything. Like having a good, just good, good friend group. Um, it's so important. Uh, what else was on that list? Failure is always, like, I think you, I'm sure you know this, is that, you know, failing is how you really learn, like, um, something that doesn't work out and then figuring out how you can learn from that is really important. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey since the paw. Um, and now I'm in healthcare and kind of like healthcare adjacent. I work for a firm and we do, um, we integrate behavioral health into primary care. So we put therapists into doctor's offices. That's the best way of, like, putting oh. it out. Uh, and, and in that, I've just been very candid about my mental health journey. I think since one, men are terrible at admitting that, like, black they, men, black yeah, men, they're, they're, the, they're the most yeah, under, yeah. under freaking served community when it comes to mental health. It's, uh, and so it's been important for me to, as part of my brain, to talk about it all the time, no matter what, about like how much therapy has helped me, um, how much it's important. Oh, man. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, how how important it is for folks to really take a step back and and just have an outside counsel on things that are going on in their lives, and then if you really want to get like really get into it, uh, have a therapist that digs deep into like why you are the way you are, right? So sitting and being like, oh, because my mom said this when I was seven, this is happening at thirty five. Um, don't and tell then, that to Tina Turner, don't say. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I can only imagine. Right. <laughs> 
um, and going through that. And so um, I'm really passionate about just getting that stuff out to the masses and letting people know that it's okay and it's normal to see someone. It's normal to have bad things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we all should have one. I think it should yeah, be illegal yeah. not to have a therapist. It should, I don't think for the person, but it should be illegal for the system. It's like it should be illegal that that, that there's homelessness in this freaking nation. It should be illegal not to rec- not to require people to have a therapist. I can't. Um, I, I can't. I, I tell people all this all the time. I cannot imagine uh, what I would do without my therapist. I do think, like, if you're like if I ran like a, a venture capital company and I was like evaluating CEOs, my first question would be like, do you see someone? Like, do you have someone? If I'm going to invest money into you, I need to know that there is someone else like outside counsel. Um, and I just think it's so important. And people are now, I think generationally, people are now understanding it. So if you're 21, like therapy is just like commonplace, right? Um, I think for our generation, um, it's, it's known and people are okay talking about it. But like my, my parents, like my, my family, like that's not a, especially in black families, it's like, why would you, why would you be seeing someone? Why would you be talking to someone? That has to stop. Uh, so trying to normalizing it just in, 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 in color. It makes sense though. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The American uh, medicine, especially even now, even now, birth rates um, in the community, eugenics, America has hurt the black community. Tuskegee, we oh, before the yeah. Tuskegee, yeah. Yeah. Um, all types of studies, Manhattan Institute. We've been a, we've been a part of it all. We've been the guinea pig for all that shit. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them for being skeptical. Same thing with police. Yeah, there was, I don't know if you saw the article on NPR around um, about um, uh, black people and vaccine. And it was really really cool. And that they talk about this. No, I haven't. I want to though. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, Tuskegee experiments, and what it said was like, there's actually no research. What they found is like that was just an easy cop out of people being like, well, black people won't do it because of Tuskegee. Oh, it is. Like, it definitely people is. will. Uh, people won't want this drug because of Tuskegee, and it's actually like, no, people remember Tuskegee, and but they're hesitant. It was like it's hesitance and skepticism, but it's not like we don't want medicine. <laughs> and so uh, it does a really good job of like talking about how one thing has been ingrained. We don't like, want medicine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, our ethos, and like people are saying like because of this, throw me uh, some Tuskegee. Throw me yeah. some tussin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Pick that, that shit up. Mo tussin. Mo tussin. Mo <laughs> <laughs> um, Not the big piece of chicken. <laughs> Keep going. My bad. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, there's, I mean, that's just my my story. I mean, what else do you want me to talk about, man? Ask me anything. I will. I will. I will. I got you, man. I got you, man. You. How much time? How much time? I don't want to take too much of your time. We, oh, had, a, we had a nice pre-meeting, man. We like yeah, yeah, yeah. report it all out on the pre-meeting. Report it all out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. We got to save it for the show. We got to save it for the show. No, I agree with you. Um, what was I about to say about mental health? About mental health. Uh, there was. So, oh, yeah, my personal business with that. Um, I have not had great experiences with therapy, but I still really? believe in it. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, basically, and, and there's a lot of professionals who say, including people in my circle, my family members, that it takes around, for the average person, it takes 10 to 13 therapists to figure out your therapist to be. Mm. They would like a practitioner, a physician, your lawyer, your tax person, and all these people. Like, you know, it's your barber, that's a huge one. Oh, my God, your barber. <laughs> Can't just be going to anybody, you know what I'm saying? Well, we're in Indiana. Good looks, Kareem. Good looks, Jarrell. With cold cuts because goddamn man, I was looking. Yeah, like, I was, I was looking like a wet rat, man. I was like looking nasty. I know, I know. I was like, yo, Indiana, what's going on here, man? We ain't, these super cuts ain't doing it, man. These lemon, tre- these lemon trees ain't doing it. What's going on here? I, I'm not. I don't want to cut my hair at Walmart. What's going on here? I didn't know that stat about 
uh, takes about 13, but it makes sense. I, I for me, for me, it was um, four, and so I've had my therapist for this one for three years. Um, and what I found is that I needed a, a male therapist. I didn't it, realize that. That happens. That happens. It takes a time to figure that, that out. Finally got a male therapist. I was like, oh, this has been the disconnect. And it's not anything against you much. Yeah, yeah, no. You need to but find a match. You need so, to yeah. find a match. My advice would be shop around, see what you like, see who you're comfortable with. There are some therapists that – there's one therapist that I had, to your point, where I was like, I actually don't know how you have a license because what you've been telling me has been actually detrimental to my mental health. And that happened. Damn. Oh, yeah. I was like, I do not know how you're practicing. But we got the – I got the He's cool. Dr. Shane. Dr. Shane. Period. <laughs> Uh, and my my current therapist he's good just like a he's actually from um he's from Lafayette Indiana he's from Indiana oh shit like, nice uh, and he's just a he's like friends yeah, yeah, he's good he's great uh, he doesn't even know it yet yeah. <laughs> he's uh like many therapists he's bad on the administrative piece I'm like you charged me four times for one session but that's all good oh as long, shit. as long as he's a good therapist that's all so he had to refund it or did he like did, was no it'll just, it just go in the future it'll just go in the future sessions which is fine but, oh, okay yeah. so you know, so he did charge you I he thought it was like an invoice I'm like oh shit I mean actually it's worse but yeah that happens it's all good but um, no no you were fortunate enough to be able to uh, be in, in that in the healthcare industry and have therapy a lot of people don't have that resource so, yeah, so, yeah no it's great I'm happy you do um, right now I don't have insurance so I'm about to get on Medicare TMI for everybody TMI but you can still get it. You can still get uh, not top tier, obviously, but you can still get mental health care. There actually is services for black mental health. Um, I could probably try to put that on the graphics for the YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if you remember Amber Valverde. She gave yes. yes, she's great. She's a great Beyonce fan, too. She probably is the biggest Beyonce fan I've ever met in my life. Um, she probably is the Beyonce fan, actually. She probably, yeah, I don't know anybody bigger than her. Um, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Again, we had a big loss a few uh, weeks ago. Uh, Sean, uh, so I'm, I'm sure she's on the get up with that. I'm sure she's. Uh, I hope she's feeling better with that. I'm, I'm trying to feel better with that. That was a big loss. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm glad. Again, mental health is huge. Vaccinations are huge. Um, the movie industry coming back is huge. So again, you are a perfect guest for all this. What is the movie that you're looking forward to next in the exhibition scene? Oh, next movie I'm looking forward to. That's a that's a that's a hard question. Um, well, I don't want to answer this question because every time I answer this on a podcast, we're like, what? Um, probably like Fast and Furious or Mortal Kombat. Well, that's right. You kind of said, oh, I was thinking Mortal Kombat. I was like, if you like Fast and Furious, you definitely gonna like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the ones I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Like, I do like highbrow movies too. Like, I saw all the yeah. like all the ones that are on the Oscar shortlist, but there's nothing like like Fast and the Furious in a movie theater. Like that's that's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I know you can't really recreate IMAX in your in your fucking uh, living room. Like, I'm excited for it, so. Right, I know. I'm sure people could. I'm sure yeah. people could, but those are the same people getting refunds for Fire Festival. That ain't us. That ain't, that ain't us. That ain't us. Where do you see? Where do you see? Um, we saw Obama. Uh, again, that's my favorite president. That's not everybody's favorite president. That's okay. Um, but I, I, it's hard. It's hard work. Like we said, immigration, there's certain things that require a lot of legwork, so much that it may be so daunting to someone that they don't even want to touch it. They just want to either patch it up or do something and be like, save it for the next president, the environment, all those good things. But I think that he made the most progress 
Same thing with Hillary Clinton, whether you feel like you should lock her up or not. She uh, she definitely made a lot of strides with health care within her husband's uh, administration. So when it comes to the next frontier, when it comes like we're talking about mental health, when it comes to that, when it comes to vaccinations, when it comes to that, what is the next frontier for health? Where, where are we going? Passports? Where are we going? Where, where are we going? Give us I, a hint. There's... Um God, what is the – I'd have to find the, the name of the, the project that it was, but it was pretty much like these private um, – I know Berkshire Hathaway was part of it, but it was like a – Oh, a, Warren Buffett. A model of a three very, very well-resourced private entities that were supposed to tackle uh, healthcare. And what they found is that they couldn't. Um, they pretty much dismantled them. Oh, I think you know what you're talking about. I think that was Chase and Amazon. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah. one of the things they said, like – Private, private, the private sector can't do this. The government has to. Like, there's no way that we can, there's no way you can do this without the government being involved. So I think the next frontier, and this is coming from a conservative, uh, but I think it's the right thing to do, is a single payer health system. But that has to happen. There's, it's so. At least. At least. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's, that's table stakes, right? Um, seeing how disjointed it is, seeing how much you just have to have a place for, at one, Everyone needs to have some sort of access to healthcare. Um, so I sit on a uh, one third of our bills, one third of America's bills is healthcare. I sit on a uh, the board of an FQHC, which is a federally qualified health center. Uh, and the the whole thing, uh, the whole when you're not when you're when you're not evaluating CEOs, when you're not right, 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 exactly. Um, I do spend a lot of time uh, on boards. Uh, what Good for you, the, man. You work you worked hard for that. Good for you, man. FQHCs were created to pretty much. Pretty much created to bring uh, quality healthcare to everyone. So uh, they're usually in rural markets, they're uh, in low-income areas. Uh, because what we know from a pop health standpoint is that people, we are better off if everyone is better off, right? Like as a population, as a nation, the more people that have access to health, quality healthcare, the healthier I am, or the healthier our society is. And so I think that's going to be the next frontier. Um, I'm seeing a lot more around telehealth. Uh, so the the the, the pandemic helped us realize that there are some things that can be done virtually, right? So at a before, lot. Yeah, before this, you wouldn't be able what to. Was it Oscar? Oscar shot up the yeah the e service. Right. There's been so many. Um, there's been so many ventures that have come out of this. So before uh, COVID, you were you weren't able to be reimbursed at you know a teledoc visit the same way as you would. Wow. Before. That changed. That changed during it uh, because people were like, "No one's going to the doctor's office, so we have to be able to do this." So there's been a lot of healthcare innovations and strides on the technology front. I will say, uh, our organization is very much on the um, uh, where it comes to therapy efficacy, or very much believe in on-site and in-person. So while I just said that about uh, healthcare being more uh, technology uh, advancing and innovating. There is, are some things like therapy uh, that just have to be done one-on-one like and in person. Yes, uh, teletherapy um, works. There's a great article uh, called the, the, the Therapy App Fantasy. And one of the quotes that we've pulled out for our uh, marketing agency is uh, virtual therapy is watered-down therapy. And she talks about like being uh, – Good point. Being on a therapy call and like seeing someone folding clothes and like, well, they're not engaged in this work as they. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. That would really be shitty. Charging yeah, me, me four times, bitch. Fold your clothes later. Fold your clothes. Not bad for that. Go get some, yeah, man. Go get some fabric softening and do that shit later. <laughs> it's um yeah. So we we're seeing that. I'm trying to think what other trends. I think the vaccine passport that'll happen, uh, and I do think it should. Yeah. Uh, at this point. I don't think it should be federally mandated, but I definitely think okay, companies yeah. and they, they need to keep their consumers safe. I think they should be able to do that. I have uh, I have Clear, so I don't know if you have Clear. Uh, I need I to. Oh, my God. Before I trip, I definitely should do that. 
podcast thing in the world, by the way. I always feel so great. I used to do a lot of work. Um, I'm based in Phoenix, but I used to. And you fly a lot, so that's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. Between uh, Phoenix and Dallas, and then I was in San Francisco a lot. And the best thing would be to like see all these people in pre-check, just like lined up, like general admission, and then having clear, putting your fingers on the thing and just walking by them. Uh, so get, get clear. Get clear. Uh, but I do think they'll add something biometric around the vaccine, and you should. Um, you know, healthcare is that thing that is the biggest beast in, in, in any given room. There's so much money spent on it. It is. It's so complicated. No one quite knows any real solutions. Like there, there, there are micro solutions and there's definitely some innovation and some things that are pushing us towards um, better healthcare solutions. I don't want to pay for their healthcare, but yet they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll pay for the people missing out on their hospital visit and not paying um, that bill. Who has to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Us. We had to pay for that. We had to pay for that shit. <sighs> Yeah, the, the, how short-sighted this country is on, like, if we just paid for people to be healthy on the front end, we won't have to pay for things. Yeah, like preventative medicine. We don't practice uh, that at all. We just do yeah, recovery. Preventative medicine is so important, and also helping people understand the social determinants of health. So when you are wondering why this person is recur- coming back and back in the hospital, it's like, well, they don't have access to mental health services. They're using this as their de facto mental health piece. Yeah. Uh, if and why this person can't keep up on the diabetes medicine. It's like, well, they don't have a job, so they can't pay for it. Or they don't have access to healthy food. Or they it takes them three buses to get to their doctor's visit. That's why they don't come to you. So Would you what, know this? Would you know this? Did they regulate that finally? I know that um, under this administration, the EpiPen, I believe, the yeah. insulin, or the, I think that shot up a lot, actually. Um, oh, maybe you don't know that. My bad. No, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that that got settled because, like, I know that there was a big deal about that. There was a lot. I do remember doing uh, medicine, and that's all. Also, a thing like think pharmaceutical companies, while great during this pandemic, like shout out to Pfizer for keeping the yeah. yeah. <laughs> word up. It's also, word it's, up. Also, <laughs> it's also very, very, very clear that they drive the prices on a lot of these things. It shouldn't cost that much to it shouldn't cost that much to have something that you need to for your life, right? Um, so I think that there'll be a reckoning on that. I don't know who does that because pharmaceutical companies are in everyone's pocket. So um, for real. Even Obama, his, uh, his top ten donors were pharmaceuticals right. and banks. Um, so yeah, those are the things I would say about uh, that, that what I'm seeing in healthcare. And there is a there is, and specifically to my sector, there's a lot of research that's coming out. Well, it's already been done, but now validating the fact that people want their mental health and physical health to be combined. People really trust their doctors. You really trust your physician. So if you want access to mental health, um, your physician should be the first, like the first foray. And primary care really is de facto mental health um, anyway. So equipping physicians with the right tools to help them get folks on the right mental health track. And so that's the work that we do, which is super exciting. And the fact that people are being more, uh, there's more research validating that that's the right way to go is having it all in one place. Um, that, that's also a really cool trend. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Other countries that use universal methods, I'm not saying that we should always, but we, I, I, I am saying that actually, but I don't right. think that'll happen. I think there's just too many people that are in the, like you said, that have the, that insurance companies, private insurance, that they're just too much in our pockets. Pharmaceuticals, they're just too much. Just like the NRA, the NRA is finally getting watered down enough, but that that industry is not as uh, as not as um, yeah, guns are not as sustainable as healthcare is, uh, and and like I said, the universal healthcare industries um, like Europe and uh, yeah. different South American countries and stuff like that, they get paid to keep you healthy. Right. Over here, they look forward to you being sick, yeah, and sick. that's when they and that I know that's a sick cycle. That's like I don't know how 
people don't look at it that way, but they don't. It's okay. And I, I mean, it's not okay, but I, I just got to wait. I can't like force people to like see it that way. And I hate to talk in that language, in that language, in that jargon, because that's what a conspiracy theory talk like right there. I can't help that they can't see. I can't help that they can't see. They can't, they're blind. They're blind. Blah, blah, blah. They call you woke and shit. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, I do believe, I do believe in universal healthcare. I think we should, oh, I should think we should have been on that like a hundred years ago. But if you're going to compromise, I agree with you. There should at least be a single pair option or the last resort, the one, like, if you're going to be totally lazy, expand the shit out of Medicaid. Expand yeah. the shit out of Medicare. Like, make that. And, and I, but I, even though I believe in universal health care, I still think the private industry should still stay intact because oh, yeah, people, want people want that. Like you just said, like in person and stuff like that, people have, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like my physician, my physician. Therapy would be different. You're right. I would be more inclined yeah, to like be more personal. Right. But my physician, I don't care, girl, guy, whatever. Just check me. Like, let me let, cough my nuts and we're out of here, man. I, like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm, oh, my triglycerides are up. Ah, oh, damn. Ah, oh, man, let's pasta. But um, <laughs> so it's not personal for me. But I get why it's personal for other people. So I want right. that for them. So well, I, they, I think universal, single pair, whatever. Those two options which were supposed to be in the AHA until they beat the shit out of it, until your boy Harry Reid, actually. That motherfucker was useless. Pelosi, all those assholes, they, they they abandoned shit. They let him sink. They let him – they did not support him. They had three – like they have now. They had three blue in the sectors, except for the Supreme Court. But every other of the branches are blue, and they did nothing with it. They did nothing, nothing. with it. And, and that's historical, actually. It's not just blue, it's red. Whenever they have a trifecta, that's what it's called. I believe it's happened, like, around, I don't know, I don't know the exact number, but it's happened enough. And they still can't do it. Whenever they all, whenever they all together, they still can't agree. They still can't pass laws. I mean, they, uh, to be honest, and I'm not choosing sides, Democrats actually pass a lot more laws. But I don't mean they're good. That was, the crime bill was one of them. <laughs> that don't mean they're good. They just pass all they're like, I'm going to pass this law, I'm going to pass this bill, like. Here you go. Republicans are just like, we're not going to pass shit. <laughs> nothing. 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 Don't do nothing. nothing. Don't do nothing. nothing. What? Slavery is on the, on the Constitution. Women are not in it. No, don't, don't take that. Don't take that. <laughs> don't, don't bother that. Don't, it's all good, man. Conservative, conservative principles. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how I feel on that. Um And uh, we will we will end this. We will end. I mean, unless there's there's more you have to contribute. Um, let's see what is there something I want to talk about. Yeah, please. Uh, this is a platform, man. Like the Academy Awards. I, as as a matter of fact, I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's. I mean, what's been on my? I'm doing a, uh, I think for Phoenix Startup Week next week around uh, like how to create a, how your company can be like an anti-racist organization. And like ten years ago, I never thought I would be the person pushing this until you know George Floyd happened. What we just saw in the last two weeks in Minnesota. Um, it's it's really important for me to uh, for people to know that companies and brands are now going to have to start paying attention to this. Um, mm-hmm. And people no longer is it going to be like this thing that only black folks care about, right? It's now people are demanding that if you are not and I it's not woke, it's just being a fucking human being. Uh, <laughs> True. Understand that these empathy are the and compassion. That's not a right, common, yeah. not as common uh, as common sense apparently. Right. If these are the things that are happening in black and brown communities every day uh, and you're not doing something about it, then your brand is going to be um, – your brand is going to be at risk, and rightfully so. Right. Uh, at least got to fake it like Nike. Yeah, at least got to fake it. Do something at least it. Just do it. It should be just fake it. Just fake it. Just fake it. Um, that's been heavy on my mind, and um, 
trying to think what else while I have you. Um, You've been wonderful, by the way. I'm so happy. You, so oh, my God. Great so guest. Great. Uh, anything around, like, I will say to folks, uh, if I were going to give any advice, like, um, I try to I try to read at least an hour of news a day in some way. So I like and you probably see on Instagram or not on Instagram only. Yeah, you're well informed, man. You're a great. I I, I well-rounded individual. Um, there's a uh, Renaissance man. Round news. Have you have you seen this? What's it called? Round news. It, um, ground news is an app. Ground news. That's cool. It's actually, like that. on the ground, I like that. Actually, it it tells you it, it, uh, it compiles all the the news articles from every major publication. It tells you. Oh uh, yeah, digest. They what, do that a lot. Apple News. Right. All them. They'll do that. Different tells you like what percentage left or right it is. You can see it. Get out of here. Oh, that's cool. As I read it, or this is going to be a left-wing article. As I read it, which is amazing. That is um, really cool. I mean, I don't know how you judge that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, sure they have some I mean, on a consistent yeah. rubric at least, but that's yeah. cool. Um, so that's something that I always read because I'm um, after this last election, I was really disappointed by uh, yeah, all the divisiveness, and especially yeah. you talking about inclusion. There, there was nothing inclusive about this election. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, are you I, familiar I, with Jobwell? Sorry, are you familiar with Jobwell? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're they're a company that specializes in diversifying companies. I thought you would be. Oh, okay, yeah, that's awesome. I have a friend that works there. Yeah, sorry, I thought you would mention them. They're um the the idea of just one taking some time out of your day to read. Uh, yeah, really, definitely, absolutely. Whatever that might be, just not just it. the headlines or memes, guys. Yeah, yeah. Some like actual words, some sentences, and uh, what are we paragraphs? Also, what I've also been pushing is uh, this idea of self care, right? So. In a world where there's just so many things happening, uh, you know, you got you got work, you got kids, you got spouse, you got this, you got that. Uh, taking some time for yourself to really intentional time to know what that what will take you um, away from the world for a little bit and rejuvenate you. So whatever that is, some, a lot of people say yoga. I take a my therapist. Yoga's great. You just need to take a, at least a ten minute walk every day. It was like, You're right. Uh, and so You're right. I was like, this is so stupid. And then well, hold up. What if I don't live in Arizona? What if I live in Alaska? <laughs> yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> what what if I live in Syria and there's, like, bombs outside? Yeah, man, I don't know what It's been funny to see people, like, I, I people have seen a market difference in me uh, because I've just been walking every day, right? And uh, it is, like, something I put in a podcast um, or uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start putting in your podcast. Smartless is one that you should definitely listen to. It's Jason Bateman. Um, uh, Will Arnett, and then oh God, who's the guy from? Uh, they both have a podcast together. Yeah, it's that's hilarious. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and then uh, Sean Hayes of Will and Grace, Jack and Will and Grace. It's what it's, them three? So Get out of yeah. here! <laughs> that's a random. I mean, I know they're both progressive development, but Sean Hayes. That's yeah. A, yeah that, that's what I'm like. How do they know him? He might uh, start to be honest. He might guess that. They're uh, they're great to have in your ear as you walk. Um, so like stuff that. Stuff that you know. It's good to know my competition. It's good to know. Yeah, yeah. just know that things that you'll know that will work for you to. Uh, I love Jason Bateman. And rejuvenate. That'd be great. Um, and I yeah. love BoJack Horseman. God damn, that was one of my favorite shows ever. Is that um, who's on? Who's Will who's Arnett? That? He's the voice. Of, yeah, it was on for like six, seven seasons on Netflix. It was incredible. Such a great cartoon. He was uh, the voice of this uh, this old child acting star, and he's uh, and everybody's animals, and he's a uh, he's a horse. And, it, and he's got like human body, but like a centurion. Oh, man. Now I gotta watch that. You give me, I've written down all these things I have to watch. <laughs> I know I'm not a nerd with all that shit. Sorry. No, but this is a this is so cool, man. This is so fun. I love I love the format of this. It's uh, I love that you interact like interacting with your guests on some really cool topics. It's like uh, 
I had I had a Black Rob story. That's uh, that's good. That's so fun. Like motherfucking woke. Love it. Cool, man. And sorry if you weren't prepared for the adult nature of the show. Um, I had I'm Charles Kirkendall on recently, and that was my only, out of 107 episodes, my only curse-free episode. Um, if anybody wants to catch that, that guy, he's great. He's incredible. Um, he does a lot of uh, a lot of promoting events and a lot of curation and stuff like that. So if you didn't see that episode, he is also the host of The Shade Room, Shady Brunch. Yeah, that's how he's, right? That's how he's blowing up. I love him. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of you. Um, uh, again, we weren't like tight on campus, but um, hey, whatever, man. The cookie crumbled this way, and we're cool now, sure. man. We're cool now. I'm going to go visit you when I go um, for my sister's wedding. Shout out to my sister. She's getting married in Arizona. Beautiful state. I've only been once. I had a great time. Grand Canyon, Horseshoe Bend. I did all that shit. Um, and I had a great time at the wedding. Shout out to Serena. She's also been on the show. She, um, her last uh, uh, great credit, and, and she's still on fire, by the way. She's still doing very well. Um, Wonder Darkly. Wonder Darkly um, with my man, uh, not Pedro Pascal, the guy from um, Narcos, the newest season. Oh, gotcha. Felix. And he's also been in a Star Wars uh, show. Damn, I forgot his name. But um, Sienna Miller is the, is the co-star. So, uh, yeah, right? And so she got the co-star with him. That was very, very cool. And she has a good scene in there, too. She's got great cameo. My girl Serena's on the rise. Um, like I said, Centauri, he's in the health industry. He is a health-conscious person, no matter whether it's mental health, whether it's your body, feeling good. Um, he's back to his roots. He's back in Arizona. I didn't know that. I didn't know that recently. That was his place of origin. Again, I love that state. Great state. Um, I probably wouldn't live there. I don't know how you do that with some of these, like, you know, immigration laws. And, and Yeah, it's you know, it's rough, but it's 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 home. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. No, no, good for you. No, there's definitely pitfalls over here. I love New York City. I think it's the best. I still think it's the best city in the world, but we definitely got some grimy shit going on over here that I can understand that it's not for everybody. Definitely understand that. There's a rat for every – there's 10 rats for every person. That's not for every person. That's, that's just saying, just saying. So where can our audience catch you? Where, where do you want them to find you? Where do you want them to stalk? And I was going to say that about therapy. I'm like, yes, you need in-person therapy. How are you going to stalk these motherfuckers otherwise? How are you going to have James Gandolfini try? How are you going to have James Gandolfini? How are you going to have Tony Soprano try to fuck his therapist? That can't happen on Zoom. That's so funny. Uh, you can find me at CentauriMinor.com, um, at CentauriMinor on Instagram. I'm pretty easy to find. There's no other Centauri Minor. So it really that, isn't. You have a great yeah, name, too. Great yeah. name. Just, uh, I finally saw your family. I look on Instagram, I'm like, I never saw his family before. They're a great-looking bunch. Look at you, man. <laughs> uh, great yeah. smiles. That I, all of you guys got great smiles, to be honest. Uh, yeah, reach out to me anywhere. Um, happy to talk. Happy to uh, provide any insight. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for that great backdrop. It's a whole new world with that rug back there. I like it. It's really nice. You admitted that, by the way. I was like, nice yeah, backdrop. And he's like, this fucking rug, this Chevy shit, this this shag. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one right behind you. Um, yeah, good. Um, check out Centauri Minor. He's got lots of entertaining things going on. He's living life. Oh, one more question. What's your favorite cocktail? My favorite cocktail? Oh, man. I saw you with the Cosmo recently. I saw you with that. The yeah, uh, that's not my favorite cocktail. I, I my go-to is a uh, dirty gin martini. Oh, that's a good one. Nice one. You a, What's your favorite cocktail? Oh, I'm not really into hard liquor, but I think my, I don't know, I'm like, I'm going to go mad basic right now. Uh, 
uh, honey jack with uh, lime. I'm a, I, okay. I like that. I, that's a pretty staple for me. And I, I do like old fashions. I do like a, a good one. It's like it's like macaroni salad. I don't eat mayo anyway, but it's like potato salad and shit like that. Like, don't invite that bitch over anymore. Same thing with like, same thing. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't let her fuck up the potato salad. Same thing with old fashions. People would be offering it to me. I'd be like, looking like, how do they make it? How do they make it? Oh, okay, okay. That's not that's not that nasty ass cherry from the fucking uh, from the fucking bar. No, you got an actual real nice dark cherry. I'm with it. I'm with it. You actually got the bitters. I was a bartender. I'm like, so that's why I'm like looking. I'm like, no, what the fuck? No, that's not. No, you made you made the the old fashioned do it like a pickleback shot. What happened? What happened here? This is not good. Bartending is an art. Yeah, that's a you got to find a good one. Yes, I agree. Same thing with therapy, all that good stuff. So thank you, thank you for that last question. I hope it didn't take too much of your time. Again, you've been yeah, wonderful. Great. You've been perfect. You're a great co-host. I uh, you were talking about podcasting. You'd be great for a podcast, man. Like uh, better send that information over if you develop that. If you need help with that, I did. We got. Uh, we should have started with it. I've had a so I have a podcast. It's called. I didn't know that. I did. Re- I thought I did research. I had no idea you had. Yeah, one. yeah. Um. So that's where you can find me. Find searching. Why didn't you plug that? What the fuck? Man? <laughs> I should have. Uh, figure it out on Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, it's a podcast. I, is it by yourself? Why did I never? Why? Thank you. Said so you never, ever, ever. We did yeah. the DM. No, you never ever. I don't see it promote. I watch your story every day. Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you calling out bitches for not working out. You're like, <laughs> are you watching the sunrise? And are you working out? No, Pintari. <laughs> no, I'm eating a piece of cake as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a podcast I've had with my buddy George since after the uh, 2016 election. The day after the election, we started the podcast. So I'll figure it out. And you've been doing it longer than me. What? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, we have a couple hundred episodes. Yeah, it's been great. Um, it's uh, it's. Me and my buddy, we bring on a guest. We talk about things to move people from awareness to action. So we've had on uh, uh, public figures. Uh, we've had on business owners. We recently had the, the CEO of uh, a, an organization called Local First Arizona on to talk about businesses reopening. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I figure it out into uh, Apple Podcasts, and you can hear me talk to Nice. So that's your major platform. Great. Yeah. So we're also on Apple. Wow, man. I definitely got Thank you. I don't know who I'm more embarrassed for, you or me, that you didn't plug it or that I didn't ask or I didn't, like, look hard enough. I don't I don't know where that disconnect happened. I, whatever. I'm going to get over that. So, again, you can find him, Centauri Minor. You can type him in. You can type in his shout-out as well. That is David Gerber. Um, we are on Keep Up NYC. That's our Instagram. You'll see that if you're on YouTube. You'll see all our good uh, stuff. We're on Spotify iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on, we're on all major DSPs, to be honest. Um, I said Spotify, I believe. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We have a YouTube version. It comes out a couple days after we debut all on all, all the DSPs. Again, Instagram, Keep Up NYC. Keep Up NY is our Twitter. We have Keep Up Shut Up if you want to be part of the Facebook group. I'm still insane. There's a lot of fan, uh, fan pages out there. I'm pretty sure there's people copying off of that at this point. Um, there was actually an account I had to shut down. It wasn't that recent, to be honest, but whatever. It just shows you everybody wants to copy somebody. doesn't matter how whack they could be. <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to do something like that. Who knows? There's always bored. Uh, Sylvansane.com, all that good stuff. You want to email me, people have. As a matter of fact, I didn't realize I double-booked. 
I had another guest. He wanted to talk about Flat Earth. I'm going to have to reschedule that. Oh, okay. You know, that's really candid. I know we scheduled this later. I, I don't know how I missed that, but whatever. I'm a one-man wrecking crew, so that shit type of habits. Uh, you know, you got to have, have apologies on deck. You got to have apologies on deck. But, again, another apology that I did not know about your podcast. I'm definitely going to catch up with that, especially over a hundred few episodes. I, I, you know, I should have known that, too, man, because you're a great public speaker. It makes so much sense, and um, you're very in tune with a lot. It felt like we were like, it felt like we were co-hosts. Like to be honest, yeah, this is so That's why it felt so natural. That's why it felt so good. Anyway, so I will end it. Here we go. We had a little outro. No, if you ever seen it, but here we go. You're gonna see it right now. You better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with Sylvan Sane and my homeboy Centauri Minor. He's got his own podcast. Shout it out one more time. Figure It Out is the name of the podcast. That's right. And he's on Keep Up right now, and you can go figure it out what podcast he's on. Oh, it's called Figure It Out. Uh, that's awesome, man. Another, another fucking cliche. I love it. Here we go. Over and out, homies. <laughs>